Hey traders, welcome to the 41st episode of the Performante podcast. This podcast, we're going to be talking about XRP, looking at some of the exchanges that have talked about or have already delisted the project, and then we'll look at some of the companies that are, uh, I guess, within the Bitcoin treasuries list that hold BTC in large quantities, and then we'll look at a little bit of news from Elon Musk involved in cryptocurrencies because obviously we uh, love to talk about him, A, and he's definitely in the news and frequently does talk about blockchain, crypto, or just likes to present memes. He's uh, quite a legend for sure. And then we will talk about some information coming from VeChain, a patent in the United States. So we want to thank you very much for tuning again, tuning in again for the Performante podcast. And I'll pass it over on to Nathan. The day is the 28th of December of these daily episodes of the podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Appreciate your time. And just to start off the episode with, I think the biggest story coming out of the cryptocurrency space in a very long time is more news about Ripple XRP. So we've been speculating over the last couple episodes uh, that Coinbase may be one of the first companies to pull the trigger on banning and stopping selling the asset just because this corporation is trying to go public, have that IPO and facilitate to public ownership. And it looks like they did pull the trigger. So as of today, December 28th, you are no longer able to do market orders for XRP. It is limit orders only. And as of January 18th, sorry, January 19th at 1 p.m. Eastern, you will no longer be able to buy or sell XRP on Coinbase. And I think there's a couple, not necessarily misinformation spreading, but just to clear the air, if you hold XRP on Coinbase, it's not like it's suddenly going to disappear or suddenly vanish from your wallet, you are still going to be the holder. It's just that if you wanted to sell that XRP or if you wanted to buy more, whatever suits your investing plan, you will no longer be able to do on Coinbase. You would have to export it to a separate exchange. So just a couple extra steps to get rid of those heavy bags or add into them if that is your choice. But I think this is very significant because Coinbase Although it is not the highest ex highest volume exchange in the world, it does not have the most refined trading platform. Its fees are a little bit high. I think almost everyone can attest to the fact that Coinbase is likely the way that you first buy cryptocurrency. It's easy, it's convenient, low friction, download it on the App Store, do a quick regul regulatory check for KYC compliance, and that's that. You can get to the races, buy some crypto. And so I think this is a massive hit to the XRP market. A, because less people are able to buy and sell that asset with reduced friction through Coinbase. But second, because I think that Coinbase delisting XRP, albeit temporary, so this is only an indefinite, they have not assigned a date where XRP will be reallowed. I do think that this is a massive hit within the public image of how XRP is perceived. And I wouldn't be surprised if other exchanges are kind of having their hand pulled, their hand forced, being like, oh shit, yo, Coinbase delisted. I got to do the same. So pure speculation, absolutely nothing confirmed. But I think that a lot, a lot of the other large players within the space, perhaps Binance or Kraken, are going to be seriously considering that moral dilemma of being stuck between a rock and a hard place and involving themselves conducting business in XRP, facilitating that transactions to their users. 
because ultimately S the SEC is uh, going after Ripple and it looks like a few members of the XRP community like Coinbase are jumping ship just to distance themselves from their regulatory Ripple effect. Let's yeah, I feel like Coinbase definitely has a certain level of standard that they have. They're able to operate within the United States, which has been proven difficult to basically uh, almost all exchanges. There are a hand few or handful that have actually jumped through the hoops and actually been able to succeed. But uh, yeah, uh, Coinbase pulling out very significant and it's not just them. We do see other exchanges like uh, OKCoin, okay which is obviously a very large exchange, uh, suspend XRP trading and deposits. So we do see other exchanges kind of follow suit with Coinbase. Pretty surprising, but uh, exactly the same reason. They said that it is following the unveiling with the SEC charges against Ripple uh, due to obviously the uh, sales of unregistered digital assets that are deemed to be securities by the Security and Exchange Commission. So I think a lot of exchanges are just pulling out and we'll see how it all unfolds. And then once the dust settles, they'll see if they'll be able to actually list XRP as a token. Cause if they do inevitably, let's say go through the lawsuit and they either win or fail or win or lose, whatever the case may be, at the end of the day, if they actually are able to successfully pay off the whatever amount of money is for the $1.2 billion in sales of the securities. And they actually follow the procedures and steps and actually rise from the ashes. Could be an unbelievable opportunity, but I think at this point, exchanges don't want anything to do with them. So they are either halting or taking XRP off their lists. Yeah, 100%. I mean, most crypto exchanges are not registered with the SEC by choice. They just want to stay out of the limelight because if you're not selling securities, you don't need to be registered with the SEC. So in a lot of instances, this is probably just going to be a defensive move on the exchanges because they don't want to get caught in the fallout of if XRP is confirmed to be a security by the SEC. They don't want to be caught in the fallout of selling an unregistered security. So in that instance, it's really just exchanges kind of taking the defensive route, protecting their own interests, protecting their customers even, and removing XRP for sale on their platforms. And the other thing that's interesting to note is that the Ripple Labs team has said that they are going to fight this to the nth degree in court. And these kinds of lawsuits do not happen overnight. There is going to be a massive litigation process. Massive amounts of information are going to come to light in terms of like the project's development, the role it fills from like the domestic and the international standpoint. I'd imagine that this law case, we're probably still going to be talking about this same time next year, just because it is such a international conglomerate versus the SEC. There's no simple way for this case to be resolved on like a Friday afternoon at five. The judges <laughs> rings like, yeah, Ripple's guilty, unregistered securities, 1.3 billion, pay 2 billion in damages, see you on Monday. Like it's not gonna happen like that. I think it's going to be a very involved, a very integrative case. And I think ultimately it will take years to resolve. And so 
no exchange is going to be want to put in a position where they're in limbo of possibly engaging in illicit and illegal activity just because the law the law case hasn't resolved i think in almost any instance when you're looking from the damage controls perspective where they're looking top down at it it is the most effective defensive move to remove xrp until you have factual information from the u.s government to say that it can be bought and sold on your platform it just seems like the most logical thing for these exchanges like coinbase like okcoin to do and we've even seen some of the institutional conglomerates like bitwise i think is the name that sold all of their xrp holdings we're seeing these people jump ship and uh just to reiterate the pun that i used earlier it's causing a big ripple effect within the industry yeah it's uh it, i think it will take a long time as well i'm uh tr we're trying to both create some level of unbiased uh explanation of the news but this is something that is more than just a little bit of fud this is some serious uh, litigations and lawsuits and an immense amount of time and capital that needs to get allocated towards fighting this lawsuit against uh, an entity that is uh, definitely has a high success rate in um, the lawsuits they do take on. So obviously you are fighting the government and uh, they basically have an endless supply of money. So if you are interested in that project, you're super bullish on it. I commend you for holding on to your bags. But if you have the ability to freely move capital around, kind of doesn't make sense to uh, kind of tie yourself to a sinking ship to some degree. So um, obviously, you got to have conviction. You got to have confidence in the team, the the people behind the actual project. And if you uh, really, really love Mr. Brad Garlinghouse. Arlinghouse, I believe his name is. Yeah, that sounds correct to me. Um, yeah, I commend you for uh, holding for however long it takes. But uh, I think in, there are other projects that are uh, deemed to have, in our opinion, a little bit more of a uh, positive risk reward or have more lucrative opportunities in our opinion. But moving on to other things, hopefully uh, we don't deter you from, if you are interested, then... Uh, make it do your own research basically is the end, end goal that we're trying to get here so the next thing we're going to be talking about is the bitcoin treasuries and the list of companies that hold btc in reserves uh obviously there are a tremendous amount of companies that hold uh, cash and they are looking to transfer that cash maybe into something that will hold its vol uh, hold its value a little bit more tesla talked with the CEO MicroStrategy, MicroSalar, about some of their cash positions they have. We know Apple has a m mountain, a massive mountain of cash. And with the devaluation of the US dollar, I think a lot of companies are put into a position where they have to eventually do something about it. Let's say they, uh, let's say they, let's say um, they hire a portfolio manager one option right and then they would be able to manage a portfolio within the company and instead of just holding 100 percent cash reserves they would diversify and basically hedge against the inflation of their currency by looking at some sound money looking at btc some gold some silver which is a pretty interesting situation um, economically speaking but some of these companies we can get into right now 
we can see on the very top of the list, number one, MicroStrategy, and uh, they currently have 70,470 Bitcoin, which is in, and I think looking at the list, it's just a percentage number, a percentage symbol, but it's 0.336, which is the percentage that MicroStrategy owns compared to the total amount of Bitcoin in circulation that's already been mined. So not the total 21 million, but the the number of Bitcoin that have been mined, he owns point th or the company owns 0.336% of that mass amount. So pretty unbelievable. And they're not miles ahead, but uh, they're pretty, pretty well ahead of uh, any other company really here within the list. Uh, some grayscale is uh, definitely uh, on the list. I don't know why that isn't first. Grayscale oh, I think it's because in the list we're looking at BitcoinTreasuries.org. They classify MicroStrategy as a publicly traded company, but Grayscale, the Bitcoin Trust, is more as like a pseudo ETF product. Oh, and I, th I think that's gotcha. the, like the difference in terms of organization of this website. Yeah, I do see that right there. Yeah, Grayscale Bitcoin Trust, 572,644 Bitcoin, 2.73% of the total amount of Bitcoin in the float or the outstanding amount of Bitcoin in circulation. Pretty uh, pretty monumental, pretty unfathomable, but uh, yeah, they are accumulating. I think this next bull run, like we've been talking about, is coming from institutions, and institutions obviously have a lot more capital to purchase BTC. They are viewing it as a hedge against the devaluing dollar so it's the overarching thesis behind this next massive push that we're seeing let's say when we're looking at the weekly chart of btc yeah 100 percent. and just to double back to the quick discussion about these s p companies these large tech conglomerates that are sitting on mountains of cash Apple specifically has around $193 billion in unused cash that is sitting just completely void of any purpose. And to put that in proportion, that's enough to buy the entire company of Intel. Intel's market cap is $193 billion. That's larger than market caps of companies like T-Mobile, Chevron, McDonald's, Costco, Shopify. Apple has more cash than Shopify is worth. Absolutely obscene to conceptualize, A, how they got that much cash, and B, what the fuck are they going to do with it? Because that is roughly just shy of one-third of Bitcoin's market cap sitting in cash, ready to go. And ultimately, it's losing its value. And so I think Tim Cook is probably going to have to hire a portfolio manager at some point get somebody to manage that cash pile because I don't even think there's a feasible way for them to spend it in fiat instruments in a way that makes sense. That's an absolute mountain of cash. Too much for them to deal with. Maybe they can send some our way just to have it uh, dealt with a little bit quicker. Yeah, we would definitely uh, be able to handle the uh, being able to spend it part in, or, or being able to manage it in some sense for sure. Hopefully we'd be able to uh, partake in the opportunity. Would be cool. Tim, if you're uh -huh. listening. <laughs> yeah, so. Tim, if you're listening, give us like a, a couple billion. We'll DCA into Bitcoin. We'll turn Apple from $2 trillion into $4 trillion. Exactly. This, is, this is how we're going to do it. 
2021, man. <laughs> 100%. Actually, I think Grayscale is going to be the next company to absolutely blow up in market cap. Their market cap is pretty close to $19 billion now. 2.73% of all Bitcoin is an absolutely obscene number. Imagine owning 2.73% of Earth. Like yeah. it's... I, I consider those somewhat equal because it's limited. They're never making more. And you can conceptualize the maximum amount there will ever be. And if you can just take a larger and larger percentage of stake in whatever you're talking about, you're putting yourself in a position to succeed. And I think Grayscale, with the volume they're buying to fulfill their own assets under management need, as well as the need from institutions, that number is only going to grow and grow. And it's not like Grayscale is going to engage in nefarious activity where they suddenly dump thousands and thousands of Bitcoin onto the market all at once. I think that a lot of these institutions, especially if they're publicly traded companies, are going to have to behave in definitely a transparent manner, but definitely in an honest manner, because it's kind of in all of their collective interest to not see that massive depreciation that we have seen with Bitcoin in the past. Kind of, it feels like the more of an accumulation game they play, the more relative stability we will see within the market. Yeah, I completely agree. I think they are in the accumulation game. I think they are, I guess you could say, not as easily frightened compared to the retail average investor because they see the value proposition that Bitcoin is able to provide them compared to a person who vaguely, vaguely understands what Bitcoin is or another cryptocurrency project that they're invested in and doesn't have the conviction to hold when it does move to the downside. So... Uh, there will be pullbacks guaranteed 100% that is inevitable in a market, but the degree of the significance of the pullback, because these large institutions, like Nathan said, need to provide, like, it's, it's not going to be out of emotion that they're making these major decisions. There is a hierarchy of individuals that each decision needs to go through or at least a few so then there's no rash immediate emotional random choices that people make due to habitual uh, behaviors or past traumas from trading whatever the case may be so in my opinion um, and I think Nathan can say the same is institutions inherently are going to make the market a little bit less volatile uh, maybe to the upside, they're obviously going to push it very aggressively because the amount of Bitcoin that are mined is insufficient to uh, fulfill the needs of the demand created by the institutions. But in terms of the volatility, the severity of the moves to the upside and downside, like any uh, emerging market, it's going to get more and more not conservative, but less volatile. The moves are going to be a lot less significant, aggressive, and... I think that's going to be a good thing. Um, obviously, this is talking about multi-year. Uh, let's say after a couple bull runs and a couple bear runs, we're going to see less volatility. But I think institutions coming into the space is an extremely positive thing, not even looking at the financial benefit of BTC moving to the upside. Yeah, 100%. I think we might have a little bit of a bias perspective, but when you look at it from the institutional perspective, things seem relatively clear. Mm -hmm. And so just to move on to the next topic of discussion, we got some more banter from Elon Musk. 
he has that company SpaceX, one of the many companies in his arsenal. And basically his goal is to have humans en route to Mars in 2024. That's part of his SpaceX ambition. Basically, he's building a fleet of a thousand rockets that are going to make the crazy journey to Mars and begin the terraforming process while living in glass bubbles. He's got a lot of different things going on with SpaceX. Super interesting to read into. But one of the more interesting pieces of news that have that has come out related to this is that Elon thinks that it is probable that the cyber economy occurring in outer, outer, outer space will be running on crypto. There is a small shit coin called Mars coin. It was created in 2017, sorry, 2014. Saw a little bit of buy volume, but now is dwindling with a market cap just around $100,000. But I think uh, more in line with Elon Musk's needs, desires, and overall interests would be uh, if his new Mars colony ran on Dogecoin. I think that'd be more aligned with uh, his overall theme and perspective of the cryptocurrency market. Yeah, as a previous CEO, I feel like he understands the <laughs> technology very well, could implement it within the new economy in outer space. Would be uh, really cool to see. Yeah, it, it, it's funny to see stuff like this because when you look at Tesla and how much success it's been able to create um, Elon and everyone kind of supporting the company, and then you realize that's like one part of the week that Elon deals with. And then you have SpaceX, SpaceX um, you have uh, Boring Neuralink, Company, you have Boring Company, um, you have, what else does he work on? Man, I, I, think, I think those are his biggest name projects. Yeah, Neuralink's going to be very interesting. Yeah, they're doing human trials this year, if I, or 2021, if I recall, of the implantable limbic chip so you can control technology without with your brain instead of your hands. Whatever Elon does, you can bet your ass he is going to do it to the nth degree. Elon does not miss. only hits uh, absolute home runs out of the park when it comes to developing new, innovative, and groundbreaking technology. Yeah, he's definitely a... Uh a Wall Street favorite. And I think when these other companies do go public, they'll get the funding that they not not really need, but uh, that will allow them to grow exponentially. I think at this point, he's proven to proven to the world that he's an exponential, he's an exceptional entrepreneur, not exponential. Uh, he's an exceptional, he, he's a fantastic entrepreneur at the end of the day that deserves capital to be backed. And he is, like Nathan said, a person that will, like you've seen it in the uh, 60 minute documentaries. I'm sure if you browse around Elon Musk on YouTube, but um, he's a person that has unbelievable dedication and he just will not give up ever. So yeah, if you're looking for an entrepreneur to back, I would say if you don't have uh, your, I guess you rate on Elon Musk, then definitely keep an eye out on anything he works on, anything he touches, because uh, he's definitely provided a lot of uh, lucrative opportunities to people who've given confidence early on. Yeah, 100%. Like the like he said himself in the Joe Rogan episodes, his own Wikipedia calls him a business magnet, <laughs> which is a pretty funny description. 
I remember him elaborating on how he wasn't actually a magnet because he had no magnetic properties, <laughs> going a little bit too literal into the idea. But Elon comes up, comes up with an idea, and usually money and open capital interest tends to follow. And so speaking of that note, we have some interesting news coming out of freepatentsonline.com. Basically, open source software to see who's applying for what patents where in the world. And we have VE Chain, a Chinese-based cryptocurrency company that services the supply chain distribution niche. Basically, the ability to track, distribute, and trace different products on a ledger. They are applying for a patent within America. This is with VE Chain Global Technologies. They're actually based on the Luxembourg, which is somewhat interesting, probably for capital gains, taxation reasons, if I had to guess why they're based in Luxembourg. Of all corners of the earth to be based on, but who knows? When I mean, the patent is pretty in line with the overall concept that they're looking to serve, it looks like they're applying for basically a logistics tracking and source patent where they are able to claim that intellectual property. People cannot emulate it. We'll see if it gets approved by the patent office because I think this would be definitely because the idea of crypto is open source distributed ledger everyone can use it but when it comes to these kind of company specific applications where they are looking to fulfill a certain niche from like the business propriety aspect this is where you would want to get a patent it's not like the creator of litecoin has a patent on litecoin because that's just a transaction from a to b in a reliable manner you don't really need a patent there because everyone who runs a Litecoin node or mines the crypto or participates otherwise in the network has a copy of it. There's no exclusivity, but when it comes to the e-chain that solves a specific purpose from like a business utility perspective, it does make sense to have it. So we'll see if it gets approved. It was just filed on the 22nd. No, sorry, on the 10th of December. So a little bit of old news, only got dug up recently, but as always, time will tell what happens with this innovative company. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if they do get approved for the patent, if the overall appreciation occurs, and if there's more buy volume, there's more interest uh, from the bulls coming into VET paired with USDT, or maybe even paired with XRP, borrowing XRP, buying VChain, um, VET. That would be a pretty interesting trade. Uh, I guess that would be going into the fundamentals as well as the technicals. But definitely uh, some opportunities, in my opinion, for the different pairings that, uh, let's say, Binance allows. Instead of just the BTC USD, you can really borrow anything and then buy anything. So as the market progresses, as we see some companies fall that were behemoths and then some companies rise, uh, obviously VeChain is still up there, I don't exactly know what number it is, but uh, it, it's a very large project, primarily focused in Asia, so a little bit surprising that they got the patent for the US, but they're thinking global, which is great. So I think that's a really good way to end off the podcast. This was number 41. Main discussion was XRP. Hopefully we're able to provide everyone with some information that could give them confidence in whatever decision that they're making within the project as well as the overall cryptocurrency community. So thank you very much for tuning in and I'll pass over the rest of the podcast over to Nathan. Crazy just how quick these episodes are coming by. 41st episode, appreciate your time for tuning in. 
As always, stay safe wherever you may be on this crazy planet Earth.